How's that? All right. I know it's the answer to most people's prayers when the pastor's sound doesn't work. <laughs> so it is good to see you. That's a awesome, wonderful way to begin the new year. Um, we are delighted that you are with us this day as we broadcast live. Uh, we have uh, done this last week and we're doing it this week to give our TV staff a little break as well as the rest of our staff. So we uh, welcome those of you who are worshiping with us on Comcast and the uh, live stream and delighted that we can begin the new year together, whether in person or uh, remotely. We encourage you, those of you who are here, to continue to wear your mask above your nose and your mouth to make sure that we get to take care of each other through this season. We look forward as we see the vaccine making its way through our system uh, for that day when we can all come back together again without such uh, precautions and to be able to worship uh, freely. We uh, want to encourage you to remember that today we're receiving communion, and if you have, did not yet pick up a baggie with your little communion set in it, uh, make sure to go get one before we get to that part of the service so that you can partake with us. A couple of things to keep in mind. Our daily devotions uh, have been uh, a uh, series of reruns over these past couple of weeks. We're gonna be heading to a new batch beginning on January the 11th, so be looking forward to that as we begin together to read through the Gospel of Luke. Our small groups will begin to meet starting next week as well, the week of January the 10th, and we encourage you to get a hold of the book Good News for Anxious Christians that uh, we have available for $13, or of course you can get it on Amazon, uh, but we'd love to have you uh, join us in that discussion and to be a part of those small groups. This Wednesday, we come back to our Wednesday night series, Wednesday Night Life, and we encourage you to uh, look ahead to uh, watching uh, our new batch of uh, movies slash documentaries on some of the 20th century saints and this coming Wednesday evening we'll be looking at the life of Mother Teresa and be doing so through our discussion on the movie the 2003 movie by that very same title Mother Teresa so we'll be looking for that uh, on, in your Netflix file and uh, join us in that discussion starting Wednesday evening at 6:30. we have a new fruit of the spirit this uh, month as we make our way through the fruit of the spirit this month is the fruit of kindness and uh, we call your attention to our new memory verse colossians chapter 3 verse 12 therefore as god's chosen people holy and dearly beloved clothe yourselves with compassion kindness humility gentleness and patience so keep that memory verse in your mind so that we may be prepared to uh, ensconce that upon our minds and hearts our third grade Bible presentation will be next week, so if you have a third grader in your family, uh, we encourage you to come make sure that they are here as we present Bibles and begin a new four-week series with our third graders called Get to Know Your Bible. There will be no sermon discussion. We normally have our Monday morning 10 a.m. sermon discussion, uh, but we won't have that for the next couple of weeks. We'll be having, as, we, as I will uh, inform you in a minute, uh, some guest preachers over the next two Sundays, and we uh, invite you to join us back again on January the 18th. 
It is my delight uh, to welcome my dear friend, Alan Walworth, behind that mask there. You'll see his smile in a moment. Uh, Alan is no stranger to Church of the Palms. He has been with us in a variety of capacities. He's helped us in our fundraising for the Palm Center, and he has also uh, been a guest preacher here for several Sundays in my absence. And Alan and I go back, oh, 25 years or so. We have uh, done a bunch of uh, financial campaigns together, uh, and uh, build a bunch of buildings together, and I consider Alan to be not only a great friend, but also one of the greatest preachers in our country. So it is a delight to have Alan back with us this day. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the land. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is he that made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness for all generations. Let us worship God. Impact Kids will begin next week, so we'll look forward to our kids being back in worship with us. Will you pray with me? 
Gracious and loving God, we thank you that you have given us life. Thank you for placing the breath of life into our lungs and for filling us with your spirit. We give you thanks for coming into our lives in the form of Jesus so that you could walk with us and cry with us and bring us healing and hope and new life. In this new year, reawaken our trust in you, O Lord. Reawaken our commitment to follow you in creating a world filled with justice and wholeness and abundance for all, not just for some. Let your grace and compassion and generosity so fill us that we cannot help but share it with the world. Help us, Lord, to follow leaders who inspire us and help us to become those leaders who inspire others. We pray today for all those here and throughout the world who are suffering in any way, whether it is a suffering of the body, mind, or spirit. We grieve our losses, Holy One, and we know that you sit with us in the midst of our sorrow and even our despair. Help us to know your love and to depend on it. We pray for our country, God, for all of us in it, that we may find unity in our common humanity and find joy in our differences. Help us to honor and share and learn from each of our unique identities and diverse communities and cultures. Help us to take a risk for love today, knowing that we are safe in you. Through Christ, with Christ, in Christ we pray, joining our voices together as Jesus taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, we are now at that point in our service where we pause for our moment of gratitude. We have so much to be grateful for, and it is such a blessing to be able to give just a portion back to God. There are many ways to share your gifts in this church family, of course, from volunteering in the food pantry or family ministry, or for becoming a shepherding deacon or a Stephen minister. Financially, we can give online, or we can text, or we can send in a check, or as you leave today, there are baskets by the door. God delights in our participation with God in the world. God wants us to flourish by sharing our gifts to expand the goodness of God's creation. Let us continue to worship God with our gifts and our gratitude.
Well, good morning. As Steve mentioned, we've known each other back when we had brown hair. It's been a long time. And I'm so glad to be back here because what I remember is how good the music is. So some of you are working on a New Year's resolution and saying, I'm going to go to church more. And you come here and the very first day, it's not even a real preacher. Disappointing, I know. But at least the music is good. Dr. Spivey, if you hang with this, you could be a real church pianist, I think, one day. That's just a really fine opportunity to be here. And I, I'm from Naples, Florida. Uh, which is a place that has Sarasota envy all the time. We read in the newest use in World Report the 10 happiest places in America to live, and we're somewhere down on the list, but number one is Sarasota. Are you all happy today? Good. Because if you ain't happy, nobody happy, apparently. Top 10 places to retire in the U.S. Guess who's number one? Does that make you feel smug you picked here? Because you're number one. The only thing you didn't get was top ten beaches. It was Sarasota Key, wherever that is, but apparently it wasn't you, right? Uh, so it's great to be Sarasota. It's great to be back here, and I know I feel better already just from having been here this morning. I wonder if you've taken down your Christmas decorations. Some of you do that the very first day after that, and so here we are still singing Christmas music and Christmas trees up. But the truth is, we're still in this season of Christmas tide. Today we celebrate Epiphany, and if you grew up Orthodox, this was the big day for you anyway. So we're still in this season of Christmas. It's kind of this after for Christmas that comes late, and our text this morning is exactly that same kind of time because it's actually a few days or maybe even weeks after those shepherds and all that from the Gospel of Luke. This is the way the Gospel of Matthew tells the Christmas story. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, where is the child who's been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. Now when King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. And they told him, in Bethlehem of Judea. For so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them on to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. Upon entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the word of the Lord. So how was your Christmas? Mm. Just missed 2020 already, don't you? Was it a Zoom time? Separated from some people that you wanted to be with? Certainly didn't go skiing in the Alps, did you, right? It may have been hard to summon up your Christmas joy. It was a 
tough season and the world was all torn to pieces and inside and outside it was stressful and anxious and it seemed like there was a cloud over it and powers that are pushing us and wow we long for just a simple Luke and Shepherd kind of Christmas the truth is Matthew gives us a Christmas that first one that would probably seem very similar to us because Matthew whereas Luke talks about simple shepherds poor and you know it's it's a wonderful pastoral rural scene from Matthew it's about powerful people and cities and urban and it's Herod the Great and by the way the only person who called Herod the Great great was his own PR people he built big things but Herod was hated he was a he was a tyrant he was not even fully Jewish and like many tyrants the king's crown always felt a little uneasy on his head he was always paranoid that someone was going to come and try to take it from him he made friends with Augustus Caesar back back in the day and that's how he got to be king as a puppet king for Rome but he was always wary of who was going to take his place sometimes people in power do not want to give it up no matter what and he would even kill his own children he killed two of his own children because looking at them, he just thought, one day you're going to take my crown. He couldn't even bear that. So imagine how he felt when these strangers popped into town and said, where is he who's born king of the Jews? And he's probably thinking, wait a minute, we already got a king. What do you mean born king of the Jews? It'd be like Steve finding out that the PNC that brought you is still meeting secretly on Thursdays, right? I mean, what do you mean king? I'm the king of the Jews. And he's already paranoid so this really feeds into his paranoia and what you know about Herod you know he's going to find out what time the star appeared and he kills all the children two years old and under based on that in Bethlehem he actually put out an edict right before he died telling his soldiers to kill the firstborn of every person in Judea upon his death just so there would be weeping in the land during his funeral fortunately when he drew his last breath, they did not carry out that last sinister order. Not Herod the Great, Herod the Horrible. And these magi come. You know the, the song, We Three Kings of Orient Are, written by an Episcopal priest, son of a minister, grew up in the church, I guess. Uh, and so he writes this wonderful song, We Three Kings of Orient Are, but, he, but with all due respect, he did get that a bit wrong. We don't know that there were three. There were three gifts gold frankincense and myrrh but there might have been two magi or 12 of them we don't know there were just three gifts whether there were three of them we don't know we don't know for sure that they were men uh, I have heard it was actually a might have been a female preacher who said this but I've heard it said that you know they must have been men because had they had any women in the group they would have stopped and asked for directions earlier they wouldn't have been late and they would have brought gifts that were appropriate for a baby so maybe they were men but it doesn't say actually that they were men they certainly were not kings. It says they were magi. We get our word magician from this. They were astrologers. They were people who were divining what was coming up next. And don't you wish you knew what was coming up next? I saw a thing the other day that said the most useless gift a year ago as we began 2020 was a 2020 planner, right? <laughs> because who knew what was coming up? You had to throw everything out that you thought you were going to do. But we pay attention to the weather person because we'd like to have some idea if it's going to rain. A five-day forecast is 5% accurate, but we listen to them anyway. Or we're trying to figure out who's going to prognosticate the market, right? We just are always looking for someone who can figure out which way that's going. I, my grandmother was really great at picking and predicting the gender 
of children. She'd look at you know, all the different, and she was about 50% correct. She was uncanny accurate, but she, could, she loved to kind of predict things like that. We love to know who can think into the future. That's what the Magi, that's what they did for a living. They were the people who tried to figure it out by watching the stars or anything else, astrologers. They were trying to figure out what's coming next. It was a good gig if you could get it, and they were probably pretty wealthy. They did not come from the Orient, despite the song. Uh, they came from somewhere east of Jerusalem, but it was probably Persia, Iran, Iraq in modern maps. So it's not we three kings of Orient are. It would be we uncertain number of people or gender from somewhere east of Jerusalem are, but that's not a good sounding carol, and so that's why he changed it to we three kings. But we don't know for sure except these magi were foreigners. They were Gentiles. Now they were wealthy, but they were following a star. Now, maybe you saw the conjunction on this last winter solstice two weeks ago of Jupiter and Saturn. That happens about every 800 years. There was a lot of interest and fascination about that. And maybe one of those happened about this time. Maybe it was a comet. I don't know. None of those are totally satisfactory because this star moved and stopped and moved again. And so, you know, I don't know. I think trying to find astronomy as a way to figure this out may be a bit of a dead end. But the point is there's a God hid the message in plain sight like diamonds in the middle of the costume jewelry. Everybody could have seen it, but nobody seemed to see it. And a lot of times we get blind to things like that, don't we? Have you ever had someone come to your home and brag on your spouse's cooking, and then it occurred to you, oh, that's right, the cooking really is good here, but you had to have them come from, you had to have Magi come in from the east to come tell you that, right? Or they had to brag on your city, or on your grandchildren, or on your church, and they say, oh yeah, this is a good place. Sometimes you try to sell your home. You get it all spruced up. You get a professional realtor. And by the time they brag on your home and you show it a few times, you're thinking, I want to buy this thing back, right? So sometimes we are blind to the thing right in front of us, but the good thing about the Magi, they don't have any Bible or any of that, but they were at least looking up, and when they saw something, they not only saw it, they reacted to it. They did something. Many times we miss the burning bush in front of us, but even if we see it, sometimes we still walk on by. This nudge in the middle of your spirit that says, do this. Offer this kindness. Be gentle. Say I'm sorry. Swallow your pride. You don't have to be right every time. Offer that gift. How many times have we just said, nah, I don't think so. The Magi, whatever else you can say about them, they said, let's go see what this is about. And so they went. Of course, they went off to Herod thinking the king would be born there. They end up at this house. See, but there's no longer a neighborhood stable. Now Mary and Joseph are in a stable neighborhood. He, they go to a house sometime later, and they see this Christ child. And there's no camels or no little drummer boy, none of that kind of thing. But, but these magi, when they see this child... It didn't have a halo on him. It was just this ordinary child, but it felt like the end of the journey for them, the whole point. And they were overcome with joy. And from their joy, worship. And from their worship, generosity. They opened their treasures, and they were gifts for royalty, gold, which is what everybody clings for when the market starts to fall apart, right? Gold. And frankincense, this fragrant aroma, spice, mystical. Myrrh, also a fragrant spice, but often used in 
burials, which is an odd gift, again, for a baby. It's kind of like giving them a vial of formaldehyde. It seems uncertain to have that in the nursery, right? Uh, the smell of it reminded you of death. But these were valuable gifts. Later, as you'll remember, the same God who warns these wise people to go back another way warns Joseph to say, you better flee to Herod because this Pharaoh Herod is about to kill the children. And you wonder, how do they survive this poor couple picking up in the middle of nowhere as exiles going down to Egypt? Well, at least they had some gold and frankincense and myrrh that they could trade in the open market. That may be how they survived. So sometimes the perfect gift may not look perfect when you first see it. I mean, what's the perfect gift? The perfect gift is the one that when you give it, the person says, oh, it's just what I needed. And then they say, it's just like you to give it. And that's what God has done for us at Christmas. Because it's just what we needed. And it's just like God to give it. And what I love about these magi is how generous. Because here's the sign that you've been hanging around a Christ child. You begin to be generous like the God who started it being generous. I worked with a church in Destin, Florida. And uh, like we were doing here, they were building a building similar to what we built here at Church of the Palms. And I'll never, remember, I'll never forget this story. There was a guy who said, he was telling me this story about generosity. He said that I... I, I'm the donut guy in our men's Bible study. Apparently, men cannot study the Bible unless there are donuts. And so he's the one who gets the donuts in order to lure the men to come into Bible study. And so he picked up the donuts. It was this little independent uh, donut shop that he always picked it up. But one day he went to the donut shop, and there was this young teenager. Obviously, English wasn't her primary language. Uh, and she got the donut order wrong, and he just berated her. I mean, just kind of got all over it. What's wrong with you people? And why can't you learn English? And why can't you get a dozen donuts? You know, he just, I mean, he really let her have it because she messed up the donut order. I mean, that's a felony, really, in this country, right? And so... Uh, so he picked up the donuts, and he was still fuming with brimstone and, and uh, fire, and he got to the Bible study, and they were studying about the Magi and about this, uh, he got this image of this poor young couple away from home with a little baby, and he remembered then that the young girl he'd berated had a child in a, a you know, kind of cradled, maybe nursing or just held with her because she, she's a new mom, and she has to have this while she works, and and he started thinking about that story and started seeing a holy family in that little donut booth. And he started really feeling the Bible pound on him good. And he confessed to the men what he had done. He said, guys, I've really messed up. Next, su next Sunday before our Bible study, I'm going to go by. And my guess is they didn't have a baby shower. I'm going to go by and give them a baby gift. If you'd like to join me, come on. So the next Sunday... 47 cars lined up and pounded that little donut shop with one baby gift after another. It wasn't gold and frankincense at myrrh. It was probably because they asked their wives diapers and baby wipes. And, but, and the little girl was crying again, but this time not out of shame. She was overwhelmed because all 47 cars had a little bumper sticker that said, Follow me to Destin United Methodist Church. And you know what? She did. Because generosity may well be the new evangelism 
There's no way to explain it. No way to explain why someone would open up their treasures unless what they treasured most, the very God who treasured you, unless they'd seen that. Anybody willing to be a Magi this year? Will it be you? Will it be you? Oh, Lord, help us to open the treasures. Help us when we see the star to follow it. Help us to trust you into a brave, frightening world that needs love more than ever. Help us to go home a different way because of it, including today. In your name we pray. This would be the time for you to take out of your little baggie, the little communion set. Invite that, invite you to hold that in your hand for a moment and be mindful that at the bottom of the little chalice is the bread. You'll peel that off first to take the bread when that time comes. And then following taking the bread, you would then turn it back over, peel off and receive the juice. And we will be taking the elements together at the same time. Is there a greater, are there greater gifts than the ones that we have upon this table? The gifts we need from the one who reveals to us through them how much God loves us. Friends, you are invited this day to come to receive these great gifts, to know what God thinks of you, to know the extent of God's love for you, to know that no matter what the season may be, whether it's the season of 2020 or the season of 2021 or 2022, that despite the season, God still gives of God's self to us. God reveals his love and promises to be with us as we take our journey following that star that appears before our lives. So come, receive from this table the gifts of grace and mercy. Find here the food of forgiveness and love. Hear the words of the institution of the Holy Supper of our Lord Jesus Christ as they are delivered by the Apostle Paul. I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread, and after he had given thanks, he broke it and he said take and eat for this is my body broken for you do this in remembrance of me and after supper Jesus took the cup and he said this cup is the new covenant in my blood when you drink of it remember me for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup you remember the Lord's death until he comes again and he will come again let us pray. We bless you, O oh Lord, that you have gone ahead of us, taken with you those gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh, reminding us again of the 
lengths of your love. We praise you, O oh God, that at this table, that your Holy Spirit's presence will allow these simple gifts to become for us the treasures of heaven. And we ask, O oh Lord, that not only that we might receive these gifts, but that in the receiving of them that we may find our way to the giving of them through our lives, through what we say and what we do, that all may know through our generous spirit the generosity of those wise men of long ago and the generosity of your son Jesus revealed in the lives of his people. So Lord, receive us at this table that we may know of your grace, that we may receive your mercy, and that we may be a reflection of your light in the world. All this we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Let us now receive the bread and cup. Let us pray. God of abundance, with this bread of life and cup of salvation, you have united us with Christ, making us one with all your people. Now as we have been nourished and strengthened, send us forth in the power of your spirit that we may use our gifts to share your love with generous and kind hearts to everyone that we meet. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace now and forever. Amen. <laughs>